Worldview Update, bringing you closer to international or global news. In Iran, members of parliament have now decided they will discuss imposing tougher laws on women who do not wear a hijab in public as part of what will be called the Hijab and Chastity Bill. It comes after huge protests in Iran after a young woman died in police custody following her arrest for not covering her hair. This new bill will also only be discussed by parliament in secret behind closed doors. Ibrahim Dean is an independent researcher. Ibrahim, good morning and thanks for your time. Good morning and thanks for having me. We saw the huge protests in Iran. They went on for a long time. A lot of violence from the police and the authorities. Why is the parliament now wanting to tighten the laws around the hijab? I think there's two reasons. One uh, is that it's it's almost the anniversary of the, of the killing of uh, Mahsa Amini in the start of the protests in September last year. Um, uh, two and two is because they, um, you know, now feel as if the protests have crawled down enough to actually, uh, uh, you know, institute a bill. Because what we've seen in the past few months has been, you know, the morality police was suspended. They've now been reinstated. Uh, you know, people have been arrested. Uh, females um, have been arrested in their thousands in the past few months. Uh, you know, there has been very arbitrary punishments passed. Um, they've even closed a few startups. Uh, uh, you know, and so you know, those are the two factors coupled with the with the with the under all or the underlying uh, um, uh, importance now is that you know the uh, uh, the hijab is actually seen as opposition to the regime, and so you know they feel that their legitimacy is threatened by that and want to then protect their legitimacy, even though you know it it's it's questionable how how supported the move is. Well, I was going to come to that. So it's not. I mean, it is, but it's not so much about uh, the reason why a woman must wear something to cover her hair, which obviously is based in in, in a religious belief. But in this case, it's about maintaining the regime's own power. Yes, I mean, and and in in recent months, I mean, you know, after the protests, people have uh, now uh, flagrantly disobeyed that law, mainly not because they don't believe in, in, as you said, not that they don't believe in the ruling, but they don't believe in the regime's legitimacy. So as a a sign of opposition to the regime and, you know, the regime does feel now that it wants to crack down on this and and that, you know, sufficient time has passed, that it's, uh, you know, been allowed to do so, that... uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's uh, you know that uh, using a more uh, harsh response would work. Um, I mean, it's it's it, it it doesn't seem to be uh, changing the situation on the ground. Uh, you know, many are still continuing to uh, to to not wear the, the hijab as a sign of opposition. You know, as I said, uh, the the largest online company, for example, just a few months ago, was forced to close. But I mean, it, the reason was that it leaked that half the staff went to work like normal um, and so you know that the you know generally what happens uh, you know especially when uh, regimes legitimacy uh, become questionable is they take moves that they think are supported uh, by the majority but you know in actual fact uh, most don't and 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 that's why there's been a lot of uh, you know even conservative black backlash uh, towards the move but you know uh, the regime now uh, you know, uh, is 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 uh, you know is is trying to assert more control and and generally just failing at it. Is it going to get through Parliament? Do you think? I mean, uh, it's one thing for what society wants, but what Parliament wants can sometimes be a very different question in many countries. 
So it probably will get through parliament. The question is whether it becomes an act. So currently it's a 70 meet, a 70, 70 clause bill. Um, and it then has to get passed by the 12 member guardian council, which generally does stall quite a lot of legislation. And, you know, in the eighties stalled it to such a level that there's actually now an expediency council that actually mediates between the parliament and the guardian council, because constitutionally in Iran, any law before it becomes binding or act before it becomes binding needs to be passed by them. So, you know, the, the final form may change and may not necessarily be, you know, what what is in the bill. Uh, you know, but if it's anything similar to the bill, you know, there is going to be large opposition. Um, you know, whether the opposition can be vocalized uh, as what happened in September last year is a different story. But, you know, there is a growing disillusionment with the regime. And we've seen this in the elections, you know, a few years ago, where turnout stood at less than 40%. In an election, you know, in Iran, normally presidential elections is turnout of around 70 to 80%. So, you know, there is, a, a, you know, a growing disillusionment with the regime. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, the you know, the regime, has, is trying to actually uh, assert control uh, uh, by using more harsh and draconian measures, similar to what it did in in the in, in the mid two thousand in the late two two thousands, and you know that doesn't work most of the time. Well, I was going to say, I mean, societies ebb and flow, um, and that can be sometimes why regimes are very or governments generally are very nervous about giving up any kind of control. It can lead to them losing power completely. But surely um, freedom sometimes can be very difficult to stop once people get used to it. People are used to not wearing a hijab and you have a generation or you have a group of, you know, a cohort of young women who've gone out into the world from the age of sort of teenage onwards, onwards not wearing one to force them to wear one again suddenly becomes a lot more difficult. It can't go on like this forever is sort of my point. Yes, I mean, there has to be some compromise, you know, before they talked about just passing the law and not implementing the law, uh, you know, and uh, just making it a theoretical idea that here's the hijab law, but it's not going to be, you know, mandated or not going to be enforced. Um, that was a good compromise solution in the sense that, you know, the regime saves space, uh, the population uh, seems to, you know, uh, have the space to actually express themselves or evolve or however, you know, cultures and societies change. Um, you know, the problem now is that, uh, and also, you know, the, uh, you know, for the regime, the bigger problem now is that the fear barrier is also, uh, mm. you know, uh, being, being, being passed since, you know, the, since the, the protest last year, which resulted in, I think, the deaths of 500 people and the rest of, I think, about 20,000. So, you know, uh, people now, or the population now, are not really fearful of the police, not really fearful of, of the law itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, the idea would be to compromise, but in a situation uh, where, you know, the, a certain dominance trend uh, is, is dominant in, 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 you know, in the political, the clerical sphere, it's very difficult to see change unless that trend changes. Uh, and, and that's generally slower than how society changes, which is, I mean, it mm-hmm. seems to be the biggest problem with the Iranian regime. Abraham Dean, thank you very much indeed. Really appreciate it. An independent researcher. You with SFM, no sport this morning, I'm afraid. Stage one now, stage three later, just gone 6.30.